0: Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Now we're studying the subject of redemption. We've looked at creation and all of the different uh, uh, laws of God that came out of creation. Uh, we looked at the uh, the fall. You know the the effect of the fall of man upon. Mankind, what the Bible describes as man's condition in Adam. You know, uh, when you begin to study the Word of God, you begin to see that the design of God or the purpose or the intention of God was to provide a place for a reproduction of himself in which the reproduction of himself could live as he lives. Now let me say that again. The original design for, the, for, for creation, for in, uh, the intention of God, was to have a place in the universe, obviously in the universe, in which he could reproduce himself. And, and that which he reproduced could live in the same way in which he lives. You say, well, how does God live? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. That doesn't mean he doesn't ever have problems. People say, God has problems? Well, ever since you were born, he's had one. <laughs> Amen? I am tired, so you'll have to bear with me tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then, you, you know, you get all this worship going, you get in the, the spirit of God starts moving, and then, you know, what are you going to do then? But obviously, there's so much we don't know that we just have to believe in faith. That this whole thing is is not only orchestrated because the Bible says he does all things after the counsel of his own will, but not only that, that he has the wisdom enough to pull it off. You say, what do you mean to pull it off? Well, everything that he's doing. The way he pulled off uh, the incarnation and Jesus coming to the earth, my goodness, the way he, he pulled off uh, 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 Egypt coming out, excuse me, Israel coming out of Egypt. So God's obviously got a timetable. He's doing things in a certain way because in that, in that original design and intention of God, there was some type of flaw in the fabric though of it all. You say, well, what was that? Well, what it was was the, the, the arrival of iniquity in a created being. And that, how that happened, how that uh, took place in that particular being, uh, we can speculate. We've got limited information, literally less than a chapter in the Bible. Amen. But we know that because of that, God has had to deal with this situation according to what the Bible calls the terms of justice, which means God is doing everything legally according to the counsel of his own will, which means the counsel of his own will, which is truth, establishes what you can and cannot do in every realm, in every realm. They say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, uh, you can't just, you know, there, there, there's a law uh, that, that a bird created the way he is, can, can fly above the, uh, the terra firma of the earth. You can't. Mm-hmm. Now, you can get in an airplane, but that's not you flying. That's you flying in something. Amen. So you don't really, we're, we're in this natural realm upon this earth, so we don't usurp those laws. We have to learn to live within them. We have to learn to live within them. Spiritual laws are the same way. But see, the more we discover spiritual laws and our place in those spiritual laws, more the more joy you should get. You say, why? Because God has put us in a highly advanced place. And not only, and not only uh, having the effects of creation in our life, being cro- pro- procreated after the being that he created in his likeness and image, suffering the effects of the fall in our body, then finding redemption. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. People think, like, well, yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a Christian now. That, that really doesn't mean much. I guess it means I can't drink anymore. My goodness. Amen. See what religion has done to It has no bearing on it whatsoever. And people, people live their whole life bound by all these laws they try to create for themselves. Where if you study redemption and see who you really were in the beginning, what happened to you, and then what God has done for you in Christ, I mean, it is amazing. We are miracles of Almighty God walking on the earth today. His original... Oh, man. I don't want to get all... Anyway, His original intention in creation is now being worked out in you christ in you the hope of glory you will end up oh my goodness you will end up at the end of all of this in a glorified body with a renewed mind operating in the full power of the holy ghost in your life as an example of the in, the original intention of god for man then you'll rule and reign on the earth for a thousand years with jesus Oh boy, hallelujah, I like all that, amen? Now, we, we, last time we were here, we looked at the, uh, how, how man began to upon the earth through another law of God, procreation. Everybody say procreation. pro-creation. Uh, I, used to, I used to tell people this when I taught on redemption in Bible schools. I'd say when you get to heaven, you can find Adam and Eve real easy. Anybody know? They don't have any belly buttons. <laughs> amen? You say, what? Well, they were created, we're procreated. Uh, they, they, they were, they were the, original, the original fountainhead of humanity. We are the offspring of that fountain. You sour the spring, all the offspring is soured also. Yeah. Everything that comes out of it. That's what, the, that's what the adversary did through the fall. We studied that when we studied the fall. And then we begin to see uh, the, the, that man started the, the human family upon the earth. Uh, two sons were born, and out of two sons came the ageless fight, over who pleases God and whose God is real. And one murdered the other. And all of a sudden, violence was upon the earth. And we begin to see all of this man's condition in Adam, the iniquity of man, his yielding fullness to his mind and his flesh, uh, the pleasure of the flesh, the desires of the mind. All the Bible talks about in the the New Testament, in the scriptures that, that, that have to do with the church, that we by faith resist and don't live in and walk in because we don't have that spirit in us. That motivation is not in you. It was in you, but you got born again. Amen. So we have creation, we have the fall, we have, uh, we have man's condition in Adam. Then, then, then the hope for man, Genesis 3:15, the redemptive scripture, the first redemptive scripture. That the seed of the woman would bruise the head of the serpent. Uh, uh, a, a more of an eastern, more what should be considered an Asian translation of that because some of that came out of that region or that area over there. Literally meant to take the authority of one away. See, the, the the enemy took our authority through deception, and operates in it in the earth, blinding humanity to what's going on in the earth today, and and, and literally ministering to humanity all of the desires of the flesh and mind. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. We were in we were in Paris uh, for three days. And to see a place where the appetite of man is unrestrained, unrestrained. I mean, you can eat it there. You can wear it there. I mean, you can, I mean, it's just about anything, anything you want is there. It is literally amazing. It is an unrestrained uh, 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 appetite of man continually pulling on that city, and the city's not doing very well. It's amazing. Now. All of these things begin to happen after the fall that have an effect on us today. Uh, that is man being separated from God, uh, uh, sickness, disease, everything that has to do with death upon the earth came through the fall. Death first, everything else falling. You think about sickness and disease. Man was pristine in his creation, his physical body was. Adam, I think Adam, I was studying this afternoon. Adam took 900 and something years to die. All those other men, most of them, 800, 700. Then you had Methuselah come along. He lived, what was it, 986 years. Man, that's a long time. That's almost an an entire, uh, not a millennium, but a a thousand years. What's a thousand years? A millennium. Not a century, but a millennium. Amen. Today we celebrate people who live a century. Oh, they're 100 years old. Wow, wow. Man, they lived... Almost a thousand years. Now, it was not God in them that made them live a thousand years. And it wasn't God keeping them alive. Because Methuselah means when I I die, the flood comes. So God already knew that he would judge the world because of its sin as these men lived out their lives upon the earth. And as God began to see the wickedness of iniquity, he set a limit right there and said, I'll never let them live above 120 years. And and you don't see many people live beyond that. I mean, every once in a while, but it's rare. Amen? Now, go to chapter 6. Let's read there for just a moment. We have a few minutes to study here tonight. Chapter 6. Let me just read here. This is pretty good. It says, It came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of god saw that the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose now notice this and the lord said this is an important scripture when it comes to redemption and the lord said my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he is for that for that he also is flesh yet his days shall be 120 years. Now, everybody goes down to that 120 years, looks at that and says, oh, wow, wow. But notice this. My spirit shall not always strive with man. Do you see that? God was showing us right then and there that he was striving with them down there. We're going to look at it in a minute, uh, you know, the beginning of the, of the flood and everything that happened through Noah and his family and what God did through them. But man, God's down there trying to convince those people that he's God and what they're doing wrong. He's striving with them. One translation says, he's coming up as a place of friction in their lives. You ever had that happen before? I mean, He's doing what he's doing everything that he can to try and get mankind to turn from what he's doing but mankind's not responding. I mean, he's just just running headlong into everything that iniquity is producing. And then you have this crazy Genesis chapter six. And let me just, that's another one of those areas. Don't go read a bunch of books on all that. Don't go study all that. That's all the information we have. Everything else that people speculate on, that's all that is is speculation. Who are those people? Well, the Bible tells us that there were some spirit beings and some human beings that got together and put a super race upon the earth, called them men of renown. Many of the legends of the earth, that's where it all came from. You say, well, you really believe all that stuff is true? I don't know what's true or what's not true other than the Word of God because the Word of God is truth. And according to the Word of God, at a time in the history of the earth, there was the creation of God that began to procreate upon the earth as they procreated upon the earth. Obviously, spirit beings had access to the earth in such a way at that time, whether they did it legally or illegally, I don't know, it doesn't say, but they did it. And out of them came people who were super spiritual and had flesh bodies. Uh, different words in there that are in the Hebrew that are in original translation insinuate that out of them came races of super beings. Now, see, we think about people because they, we're, our minds are so stimulated by Hollywood, but actually, if you go study back into the chapter, you'll see that out of these super beings, of course, some of them, they say, were tall. We know Goliath was tall. He was of the remnant of that. There were others that were like that. But you know, a lot of what that's talking about being super beings there are people that understood music, people that understood math. Where did all this math... Where, where did, Breland, when she was in high school... I mean, Lee and I could help her with her homework about second, third grade. Then we were about done. <laughs> <laughs> but man, she was in these math classes in high school. I couldn't even pronounce the name of the thing, much less help her help her with her homework. Help me, help me, t- t- you know, pronounce the name of what you're talking about. Amazing. Well, th- you know, that's men of renown. That's 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 back then. If you would have come up with some type of mathematical equation, you would have been considered a super being. If you went over there and took a stump and carved it into a, into a guitar and began to play something that sounded like something to the people you were playing it to, people that could build, people that knew about, knew about uh, metallurgy, all the crafts that we just take for granted that operate on the earth today begin to come alive at that time. That's literally what began to happen. And out of all of that, all of the legends that have been birthed, all of that type of stuff, many of the gods that people serve that are mythical gods, things Zeus and all, it all came out of that time in which all of that. Every story goes back to the origin of something. Amen. I I, I read an article one time about things why they're named the way they're named, and I thought one of the most interesting was the you know out here as you come into town, you have this place they call Offits Bio. You know why it's called off its bio? Because for years, a train used to come from Houston with sportsmen on it. They used to come down to Galveston Island to hunt and fish. And one of the first places they'd stop, this would have been before 1900, would be the bio out here because it wasn't dug out like that. That's what they dug out to raise the city after the 1900 storm. So there were fishing camps all down Tightman Road. That was all a big marsh back out in there. And they would say, let me off at the bio. 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 And before you know it, it was called off its bio. (laughs) Amen. So, man, when you learn the origin of some things, you go, oh, well, that makes sense, you know. And many times when you study the Word of God and you look at things, but many times, see, the gifts of God that operate in the church today are not natural in origin. They're supernatural. And they're also supernatural in manifestation. I remember Pastor John Osteen, when we were in Bible school, he told us of a time when he was a pastor of a denominational church. He was not baptized in the Holy Ghost and didn't have a lot of knowledge about the Spirit of God and especially the gifts of the Spirit. So one Sunday morning, he decided to teach on them. So he got up and he taught that the Word of Knowledge is all of the big universities that his denomination had built. And then he said, you know, the word of wisdom is, you know, when you go to these great places of knowledge, they give you the wisdom then to, uh, you know, to, uh, to serve God. And do. And then he talked about, uh, he said, the gifts of healing. He went over to the gifts of healing. He says, these are all the great hospitals that his denomination had built. He said, he preached about 15 minutes. He said, a spirit of confusion came over him. He said, he'd look at his scriptures and they'd all be sideways. He'd try to talk and he'd just mumble. He said, finally, I told the church, I ain't got a clue what I'm talking about. Let's come back tonight. I'll try to find something else. see they're supernatural they're not the word of knowledge is not the great universities that man has built that's that's the knowledge of God being imparted to man amen so during this time the wickedness that began to to happen upon the earth was unrestrained unrestrained you say what do you mean by unrestrained no law had been given no law had been established it was the law of the who had the biggest stick (laughs) amen Who could last the longest in a fight? It was the law of violence. It was the law of of gathering people. And you know what's unique is in that time, because we'll study this after the flood here in a week, or maybe a couple of weeks, about how the most powerful force on the earth was unity. How if you could get people together, they could do anything they could imagine. You know, things begin to happen upon the earth. Cities begin to spring up. Did you know cities were not God's idea? Cities were man's idea which means God never intended man to live in a city, intended man to live on the earth. Amen? Other things begin to take place. Other things begin to happen that are in humanity to this day because they were established after the fall. Now, let me get, let me get over here before I get away from my notes and get too far off. I just got a few minutes left. Look at verse... Uh, now, this is, this is kind of scary. Verse five, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man upon the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I would destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping thing, and the fowls of the earth, for it repenteth me that I had had made them. But notice notice this, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now God's looking at the earth and he's going, man, look at this mess on the earth. Which is kind of scary because God said as it was in the days of Noah, so it would be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. You say, what does that mean? Before, during, and after. We're living through it all right now. So he was unrestrained in his wickedness. Listen, there there are literally sections of our society on this earth that are unrestrained in their wickedness. They've got the power to do it. They've got the money to do it. And honey, don't think they don't do it. And they've been doing it for 6,000 years. And a lot of those old ancient devils and all that stuff live and are alive in people today and are doing hideous things upon this earth and destroying, destroying innocence, destroying humanity. I mean, and just spilling as much blood as they can. It's a bloodlust. Right? The next, the very next thing that God does in the Word, he begins to talk about the generations. He says, Now these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Now, that is an interesting scripture. Y'all want to park there for a minute? We We may stop there then. When all this COVID stuff began to come out, I started really praying and asking God, What is going on? And the Lord spoke one thing to me. You know what he said? He said, It's about the blood. He said, it's about the blood. Mm-hmm. He said, it's about... So I went and began to do a study. And when you begin to study about the blood in the Bible, there's a, there's a scarlet thread, is what theologians call it, that, run through the, that runs through the Bible. And the scarlet thread has to do with the closeness to the original creation. Mm-hmm. You say, what do you mean? There's all kinds of stuff, obviously, that has polluted the human family. Yeah. The first one being the devil. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Polluted the human family. And that pollution, where is it? Well, the Bible talks about the life is in the blood. The life is in the blood. So you see these generations of man. You see the residue of God in them. They're living 800, 900 years and wickedness is spreading on the earth like a cancer. Iniquity is just multiplying. Really, there's no real, there's no real grace upon the earth for God to do anything, but he found grace in Noah. Then he said of him, he's perfect in his generations. What he was saying was this. He's not tainted by all this foolishness of all these beings coming down and mixing with mankind. He is pure human. He's pure human. You say, well, what difference that, does that make? God's got to get a pure human on this earth. Yeah. Amen. He's got to get, I don't know what we got in us. I said, I don't know what we got in us. It don't really matter now. You say, "Why?" Well, because the blood of Jesus has cleansed you. Yeah. But as far as your human identity, honey, I ain't got a clue. But I know this, I know this, that bloodline God kept alive. And I believe he kept it alive from Genesis 3.15 and he's going to keep it alive all the way to the day in which his church enters into a glorified body. So he sees this guy Noah and, and he sees Noah walking in a grace because that grace is provided by his pureness of race. His pureness of race. You say, what do you mean race? The human race. Yes. That's how, listen, we're all of one blood, it says in Acts chapter what, 16 or 17. So when you realize that, you realize the only race that matters upon the earth is the human race. Amen. It's the human race. That's God's creation. That's, that's God's cherished treasure. The human race. That's what he, that's what he reproduced after himself. So he finds this guy, Noah. And then, and then we're going to come to another guy here in a little bit named Abraham. Why did he pick Abraham? How come all out of all the people upon the earth did he pick Abraham? He's in that bloodline. He had he had that purity in him. He was pure human. Listen, it doesn't matter how many geographical barriers you barriers you call, cross and identify yourself with those barriers. You say, "What do you mean?" Well, in our family, we talk about being French and 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 all. That listen. that doesn't make it. None of that makes any difference. You got to understand. If you don't see things from the Spirit, you'll never see things right at all. Amen. So, so this, this, this bloodline continues. It's amazing. It even went into a, into a prostitute's house in Jericho. Why in the world would God choose a prostitute in Jericho and why would she even care anything about two Jewish Hebrew spies? It's because of the purity of the human race on the inside of her and she's in that scarlet bloodline. Amen? Amen? All that stuff about Ruth and Naomi and Boaz. That's said, get Jesse there. Why do we need to get Jesse there? Because if we get Jesse there, we can get David there. And if we can get David there, we can get a king who is pure in his lineage and in his genealogy. And out of that king, because we'll have a covenant and we'll be able to approach God in those days through a bleeding sacrifice and a Levitical priesthood. But as we do, we will celebrate with who? King David. Have mercy on me, thou son of David. David. So it hits its zenith in David, and David said, "God said, I found a man after my own heart." What do you think he's talking about? David's behavior. <laughs> he cut your head off, steal your wife. Come on, be yeah. hanging around that guy. Yeah. Amen. But it was that bloodline. It was that bloodline. And then when he found a virgin, he looked at her. Both, she came from both sides. She, she, she was it. You say, was Mary special? Yes, she was. But, but you got to wait. Wait a minute. When she yielded, oh my God. See, this is why a lot of people, they don't study the Bible because these simple truths, people try to, they just complicate them and they're so simple. When she said, be unto thy handmaiden according to thy word. And she yielded to that word that was spoken. In the physiological makeup of the reproductive system of the human being, in her physical body, there was a spark of life from the word of God. And in that spark of life from the word of God, after how many hours or days, blood began to flow in that child. And that blood was the blood that had been looked for since Genesis 3.15. And the seed of the woman was fixing to bruise the head of the serpent. And because it came from the spirit into the natural, that gives God the right to use what it produces in the spirit back in the natural. That's why you can be born again while you're a human being on the earth and how are you born again? By the laws of God, by believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth, the very laws of creation, of speaking things into existence. And when you say yes to Jesus Christ, you become a part of that scarlet bloodline that has run through the earth for over 6,000. That's why the devil hates you. That's why the devil wants to destroy you. That's why this world system hates you. That's why it wants to destroy you because you're of a royal bloodline upon the earth that can only be obtained by faith. You can't get born Born into it, you must be born again into it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wasn't that simple? So here's Noah. Let me finish. We've got about three minutes. It says Noah begot three sons Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was also corrupt before God. The earth was filled with violence. God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come. come before me for the earth is filled with violence through them and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Now, He found in Noah the man that he needed. He's striving with the hearts of men upon the earth. He's not getting the job done. So he finds him. He's actually got two preachers. One named Enoch. You can go study in Jude. I think Jude 13, 14, 15, right in there. talks about Enoch. And he was a declarer, a preacher of righteousness. And then you've got Noah. Now, God speaks to Noah and says, build me an ark. And Noah says, okay, what's an ark? (laughs) Now, the earth was different. It had not rained upon the earth. The Bible says the earth was watered with a mist. After Adam sinned, the ground had been cursed. The ground was cursed. So you couldn't get much out of it. Amen. So God began to tell Noah all these things and he had to take it by faith. He had to take it by faith to the saving of his own life and the saving of his family. An amazing plan. An amazing uh uh an amazing engineering feat. They say they've got one over there in somewhere in Arkansas. Is it in Arkansas or Kentucky? We keep wanting to go there, but we've not made it. We need, we need to go there. I'd like to see it. I think that would be cool. But but for a man to build that, some 5,000, 4,800 years ago just by the direction of God, obeying God. And as he's building it, he's preaching righteousness. You know what he's doing? He's up there building. People say, what are you doing? No, no, I'm building a it. Because God said he's going to destroy all flesh. Ah, oh, you're out of your mind. Ah, oh, you're out of your mind. Same attitudes today. Hey, we're in the last days, everybody. That's why you feel so crazy. That's why when you go out there, your head is buzzing all the time. Because we're in the last days and there's tremendous pressure upon the earth. You need to get right with Jesus. You need to get right with Jesus. Get out of your mind, man. The Astros are playing. But see, you'd be surprised how asleep some people are. And what's amazing, the more uh, the more we move about, the more we see things that are going on, it's amazing what's going on in the earth. And what, what's the most amazing thing is, we don't know, we're, we're here and over here, there's so much we never hear about here, they never hear about what's going there. It's going on all over the earth right now. I mean, you almost have to become, you know, someone that searches the internet all day to get the true picture of what's going on. But the thing about it is, Jesus is fixing to come back. And all of this stuff that began 6,000 years ago, why aren't we studying this, Pastor Red? So you will know what is happening. You've got to know where we come from in order to locate yourself where you are so you can figure out where you're going. And if you understand the origins and the origination of faith and how it works, even from the, from, the ver- from the very beginning, Oh my goodness, you see where we are now with a better covenant based on better promises. Nobody's ever had more access to God. God's never had more access to the earth, but we don't have, we don't have a, an emotion or a feeling. It's not like one person gets to a place and finds something in the scripture by the spirit and then all of a sudden we have this, this euphoric feeling all the time. Boy, I wish we did. I'd go find that. No, our faith grows. As our faith grows, our courage grows. As our faith and courage grows, our love walk grows because we have to have love to fuel our faith. Hello? Amen? As we do that, our prayers get answered. The glory of God gets revealed. As the glory of God gets revealed, somebody hears the testimony, somebody sees it, they get inspired and say, well, maybe that can happen for me. That's called hope in the midst of hopelessness. God's not trying to restrain anything. You are the conclusion of that scarlet bloodline that has come down. All the drama that has happened in this Bible is because of you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Why in the world would we be so valuable to God that he would allow us to be alive in these days? You say, what if Jesus don't come in our lifetime? He's coming soon. Why would God allow us? Why, why would he choose us? Why? You know, Paul saw, saw things coming in the Spirit. He said, I'm a son born out of time. I don't know if he saw our day or what he saw, but here we are. <laughs> I mean, we're the, we're, the, we're the ones that have... That's why when you understand, we'll study this too, when you see the word chosen in the new covenant, about how when you say yes to Jesus, you become chosen. And that whole chosen part of what the covenant says about being chosen is talking about you. You say, what do you mean? God chose you in Christ. When you said yes to Jesus, you stepped into that preferred place, that place of favor, that place of being chosen. No, we better not do that. Uh, I'm probably rambling. (laughs) Anyway, you love the Lord? You learned something? Stand on your feet. Praise the Lord. Father, we worship you tonight. Thank you for the great plan of redemption. Thank you for giving us all the spirit of wisdom, understanding and the knowledge of you that these things would be light and truth and establish in us a foundation of reality that nothing that happens on this earth can shake. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. But before you do, empower us to be the most effective that we've ever been in all that we do thank you for increase in the midst of decrease thank you we're stepping forward when others are stepping back thank you father for all that we love for all that concerns us for you watching out after them thank you father for safety and protection thank you for Psalms 91 no evil befalls us no plague comes in our dwelling place angels have charge over us Thank you, Father, for all you're doing in our life. Let your glory be seen. Let our witness be strong. Let our courage be sure. Let our joy be infectious. We thank you for it, Father. Lord, as we leave today, let us be a witness. Let us be an answer to people's prayer. Let us be an answer to their hopelessness. Father, we thank you for all that you do for us, for your great love, for your mercy, your compassion, your kindness. Thank you for our church. Lord, we walk in love one toward another. And we leave as the ambassadors of Christ You've called us to be thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the Holy Ghost. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.